Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Friday night, October 20th, and although I sound excited, it's it's a dark, dark week in, in the NFL, everybody. Every every sport every year has their, their time when when the lights kind of dim and things get bad for the for the sport. And you might think it's with all the petulant little players kneeling all the time, but Nope, the lights have dimmed this week because the game has lost its number one player with a bad shoulder, with a broken collarbone. We'll be getting into that more with the news. Aaron Rodgers just had surgery and he was put on the IR, which isn't which isn't horrible. Uh, the Packers put him on the IR, but he he has to only be there eight weeks at at a minimum, and he could be back when the Packers are in the playoffs and they will be in the playoffs, everyone. So fear not. Um, as you can tell, Dan's not here. Um, he called me up and said he wasn't going to be able to make it for the podcast. He gave me some some excuse about his parents are showing up, and and he's got to do the haunted house with his daughter that, that he does every year. But um, I did find out that it, it it's because he he's really sad about Aaron Rodgers. He, he's... He's down in the dumps and didn't think he'd be able to to hold his own this week uh, because of Aaron Rodgers. But um, he'll he'll probably come back next week and uh, dispute some of my facts on this. But Dan is not here, so I have all the information that he has. Uh, he sent me his picks for the for the gambling segment. I have his picks for the beat the host, which we have coming up a little later on. Another contestant trying to take away a beautiful. Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast T-shirt. We've only given one away. It was our it was our chance to get some free advertising out there, but you guys, you got to actually win. You got to beat us. Uh, so we we have a person taking taking their chance with that. Check out the website www.mycffl.com. Everything that's discussed this week, as far as gambling, our fantasy girl of the week, which is coming up, our beat the hosts. Uh, you can check out where we're where we're at with our rainbow bets and anything else you find on the website. There's also some information about the the fantasy football league that started this whole podcast thing, the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football League. Um, check it out, mycffl.com. You got questions, comments, concerns, or you just want to be on on the beat the host segment? Send us an email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. Or Dan, you can get him at strap1971 at yahoo.com. Like I said, dark, dark day in the NFL, and it's all coming up in the news and notes, so let's get going right with that, okay? You know, doesn't that siren sound just a little more ominous when when you know that it's for the best player in the NFL? Like I said, it's a dark time in the NFL today, everybody. Quite frankly, I don't even know how to continue with these podcasts anymore. 
Uh, Dan, like I said, chickened out, gave me some excuse about parents coming and doing the haunted house with his daughter and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the rest of the NFL season simply will not be the same as it would have been if the best player in the NFL were not lost for the year due to injury. That's right, Aaron Rodgers, everybody's All-American, underwent surgery for the cheap-ass drive to the ground in last Sunday's game between the Packers and the Vikings. Rodgers suffered a broken collarbone and is still not known for sure whether or not he will miss the rest of the season. They put him on IR, and they said they could take him off week eight if they need to, and uh, they probably will because there's going to be playoff aspirations. And I know Dan always gets on my case when I say that it was a cheap-ass hit. Well, here's the thing. I don't think the hit itself was bad. I understand he was outside of the pocket. This is the thing that always gets Cam Newton in trouble when he cries like a baby every time he gets hit when he's running the ball outside the pocket. But Aaron Rodgers was out of the pocket. He let the ball go. And even um, even Anthony Barr from the Vikings who hit him said that, uh, you know, he 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 finished the hit. He just did what he what he was supposed to do. He wasn't trying to hurt the guy, but but you know what? He went when when the reporters are saying the following words, Barr drove Rodgers into the ground and the two-time MVP suffered a broken collarbone on the play. He um got up, walked to the sideline Aaron Rodgers did, cussing out Anthony Barr because it was a it was a BS hit. Like I said, the hit wasn't bad. The part that was bad was the part that didn't need to happen, which was the driving him into the ground shoulder first with all his weight on top of him. And uh, oh, he could have just pushed him, let the play go. The, the ball was gone. He, he saw that the ball was gone. And the fact that he did this in front of a referee and the referee just watched all this happen and didn't throw a flag, if that would have been Tom Brady, every flag would have been on the ground. This would have been Cam Newton. Every flag would have been on the ground. But uh, you got the NFL um, protecting the referee, saying there was nothing wrong with that. Um, granted, you know, NFL didn't find Barr, but, you know, he did get a $9,000 penalty for a hit later on on Devontae Adams, even though he keeps saying in all his reports that I, I'm not a dirty player and I love Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best players in the NFL, if not the best player. Um like you said, it's unfortunate, the injury. I hate to see anybody get hurt. It's a gift and a privilege to be able to play on the field each week. So I would never try and take that away from anybody, let alone one of the best players in our game. Um, you know how I, th- I, th- I think on this. I think it, it was crap hit. I mean, there was the game, and you could tell this last night. Um, Derek Carr ran the ball up the middle of the field, running the ball. And he got tackled to the ground. And this was the play where where Marshawn Lynch ran in off the bench, off the sidelines, and pushed and shoved the referee and got kicked out of the game. But it was all stemming from this hit. The guy didn't even hit the – didn't even drive Derek Carr into the ground. Just just hit him and knocked him on the ground to stop him. It was a tackle. He was running the ball, tackled him, and they threw a flag for unnecessary roughness. Now explain to me – how that was a horrible play and deserving of a flag. But Aaron Rodgers, who clearly had gotten rid of the ball before Anthony Barr got to him, drives him into the ground, breaks a collarbone. Ah, oh, nothing wrong with that. There, no, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here, not a thingy-dingy. 
Not a thingy-dingy. Nothing wrong. Other injury news, not as important as the Rodgers injury, but still interesting to some fantasy owners out there. Jameis Winston suffered a sprained AC joint while trying to walk out of a Florida grocery store with 10 pounds of crab legs that he didn't pay for. Wait, what? No. No, that, that that's a mistake. It was an injury from a game on last Sunday. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, they say he should be playing this week. They don't know. Uh, he's still in some pain, but he was throwing in practice. I'm telling you like I always do. I've had an AC joint sprain twice. That thing hurts like a son of a bitch, but uh, it only hurts for a couple days. I think she'll be fine. Jameis Winston will be playing this week if you have him on your team. I would not be surprised if he's not in the game. If he's not in the game, maybe I need to be the quarterback in Tampa because I'd be able to play two days after an AC joint sprain. But, you know, that's just me. Bronco quarterback Trevor Simeon's shoulder injury is said to not be a major injury and is expected to play this weekend. Broncos receiver Emmanuel Sanders, however, he'll be missing this week's action with an injured ankle. He is said to be week-to-week. Indianapolis running back Robert Turbin has been lost for the season after an arm injury in last Monday's game against the Titans. He is done. I believe they put him on the IR. And uh, he looks like to be done for the year. So if you have if you have a Marlon Mack, you are the man <laughs> because you will be able to play him. He's going to get a lot more carries than he has been getting with, with the work of Robert Turbin. So it'll be Frank Gore, Marlon Mack, your two guys in Indianapolis. And finally, on the injury front, all of you team owners out there who listened to my words of wisdom a long time ago before all the fantasy drafts went down, you're welcome. It's nice to see the mainstream sports media finally coming around and realizing what I realized months ago. Months ago. It looks like the Colts will be officially shutting down Andrew Luck for this season after he began experiencing some arm and shoulder pain uh, while throwing little passes the last few weeks. I'm going to say this right now and remember where you heard this first. This is not over. This shoulder injury may end up being bigger than is being you're being led on with. I would not be at all surprised if Andrew Luck's career is done. Boom, there it was. I'm saying this shoulder injury for Andrew Luck is worse than they're telling you it is. Don't be surprised. There's the call of the year. Next, the Browns have realized that there really isn't a better option at quarterback than Deshaun Kaiser right now. They've gone back on their week six decision and named Kaiser once again the team's starting quarterback. And with the injury to Aaron Rodgers that we talked about just prior to this, the best player in the NFL, the Packers have brought Joe Callahan up from the practice squad to act as the team's backup quarterback to Brett Hundley. I cannot wait for all the Black Lives Matter types to start complaining about why the Packers didn't sign Colin Kaepernick. But no, it'll be Brett Hundley and Joe Callahan. And God forbid something happened to both of those guys in the game. You're looking at a Randall Cobb as your emergency quarterback, people. Uh, This is what happens when you get traded to a team that understands how to properly use a running back. Adrian Peterson logged 48 snaps last week for the Cardinals in his team debut after his trade from the New Orleans Saints. In four games, this is how how big his, his week was last week. In the four games 
that he played with the Saints, Peterson only racked up a total of 45 touches. So in one game against with the Cardinals, 48. In four games with the Saints, 45. Uh, Adrian Peterson may be back for a couple of years, people. Adrian Peterson and the Car- uh, Arizona Cardinals. In other quarterback news, the San Francisco 49ers have named rookie signal caller C.J. Beathard the starting quarterback going forward. Um, perhaps Kaepernick wasn't available for an interview. I don't. I don't know. But rookie quarterback C.J. Beathard, your new starting quarterback in San Francisco, and the saga continues. Everyone, Elliot Ezekiel Elliott's crying continues to pay off for him. This time, after having a suspension upheld. He cried and whined to another liberal district court and was granted a temporary restraining order. And I'm sure he understands what this is, since he's more than likely had more than one of those after numerous beatings he allegedly put on his ex-girlfriend. Temporary restraining order for Ezekiel Elliott that allows him to play this weekend in the NFL game. Um, It's been stayed the temporary restraining order says that the suspension has been stayed for 14 days or until further proceedings. So that means Elliott's available to play this weekend, like I mentioned, but is expected he's ex- expected to argue his case in front of some judge on October 30th or 31st. So um, more coming up on that, however, in must-starts and don't-bothers, but it looks like Ezekiel Elliott may not even play this week. And I got that coming up again, like I said, in must-starts and don't-bothers, that he's a little bit injured, and he actually might not play this weekend. Um, after all that's said and done with the October 30th or 31st hearing that he's going to have, uh, who knows? Word that I have uh, been hearing this weekend is that him, Ezekiel Elliott's side, and the NFL's side has been getting together, trying to make a deal to end this case and be done with it. But then again, I read today that the NFL is not interested in any kind of deal, uh, that they know they're going to win in court, which, of course, they will. Uh, the uh, player agreement allows Roger Goodell to make punishment and uh, suspensions, and it's he's got every right to do that. So uh, look for Ezekiel Elliott to be missing six games. Just don't know when. Maybe this year, maybe next year. Bears quarterback Mitchell Trubisky has been given a nickname, everyone. This is what happens in Chicago when when the fans find somebody that they think is the next coming because they've had years upon years upon years upon years of horrible quarterback play. They get Mitchell Trubisky. They boo him when he's introduced at a, at a basketball game in Chicago. But then the second he comes into the game, oh, my gosh, it's like the second coming of uh, Sid Luckman or something. But his nickname, you ready for this? The Pretty Boy Assassin. Talk about something that completely misses the mark, right? I've watched this guy play the two games that he's been in so far. The only thing this guy is assassinating is the game of football. They are one and one in these two games, and Trubisky has a total of 241 yards passing, two touchdowns, and three turnovers. Pretty Boy Assassin, right? That's... That's you Chicago fans, everyone. Mitchell Trubisky, the pretty boy assassin. That's it for news and notes. Um, I got a Chicago Bears fan to actually call on the phone right now, everyone, for Beat the Host.
So on the phone, we have our contestant for this week. His name is Justin, and uh, he's originally from, well, he's originally from Wisconsin, but he's in Baltimore now, and actually right now you said you are where? I am, uh, I'm literally a stone throw away from the White House. Like, I can pretty much see the White House from where I'm sitting right now. Wow. Well, don't actually throw a stone because you won't be able to finish the call. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we're going to get you. Are, are you, like, drinking right now? Are you doing Dan's yep. favorite thing? Well, and and as you could probably tell, Dan Dan is gone. He's still crying over over Aaron Rodgers being lost for the season. Yeah, but, that's uh, a tough loss for you guys. Yeah, it is. But but we still have we still have Brett Hundley, so there's still yes. still hope. I was actually just talking with a buddy of mine who's sitting next to me, who is actually a Packer fan. Yes, here in the, well, there's, uh, there's a lot of area. them. And uh, he was telling me about Brett Hundley and how well he's doing. Yes, we're he, gonna do. She'll be fine, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go over this. We'll get this done quickly because you sound like you're having fun. And um, normally, what we do is when we give our picks, I, I go over some other must starts and don't bothers. But since you look like you're partying, we'll we'll uh, we'll keep that till after the phone call, and we'll just get your picks and everything, and we'll let you go. Does that sound all right? That sounds great. I just finished a uh, uh, training class and uh, took an exam, so hopefully I pass and uh, get my next certification. And so, yeah, we're having some cocktails. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to go quick over the rules just so you you can't complain later on when you lose that uh, you know you lost. <laughs> so, uh, this is beat the host. Your chance to win an extra special prize from the your very own Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast T-shirt. Um, do some free advertising for us should you win. Uh, you're going to pick one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, one tight end. You'll get six points for every touchdown and one point for every 10 yards that that player gains. Um, we're going to give you the first pick. You're going to pick a position, uh, and then you're going to take your player. And then Dan and I, I have Dan's list of the players he wants. Uh, we'll go over and we'll take our players, and we'll we'll move around the table that way. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. All right, so yes, your, your first pick is going to be what position? Uh, I think I'm going to go tight end. You're going to go tight end, and your pick will be? Um, I think I'm going to go with the Gronk. Damn you. Going with the Gronk. All right. Um, We will give Dan the second pick, and he's going to go Delaney Walker of the Titans, which leaves me. With uh, I'm going to go Jimmy Graham of the Seahawks. Good pick. All right. So then the next pick will be we're going to give that to Dan, um, and he wants quarterback, and he's going to go Drew Brees, and we'll let you take the second guy. Mm. I think I'm going to have to go with – Boy, that's a tough one. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans, playing better than anybody thought he would. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I didn't have any – I mean, I knew he'd be okay, but uh, he's playing out of his pants right now. <laughs> and and apparently that's pretty good. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with my guy, Matt Ryan, because – well, 
I don't want to take Ben Roethlisberger or Carson Wentz, who were my other two picks. So <laughs> leaves me. I'm going to take the next pick, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go running back, and I'm going to go Todd Gurley. And we'll oh, give you, we'll give you the second pick. Well, I'm going to have to go with my guy, just so that I can stand by our <laughs> rainbow bet. <laughs> You're Jordan Howard. I'm going to have to go with Jordan Howard. Wow. You really don't want to win, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and Dan wants Dan wants Le'Veon Bell. And that leaves wide receiver with the last pick, and we're going to give that to you. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, let's go with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Um, Dan is going to go Mike Evans. And even though this hurts because, well, they're playing the Packers on, on Sunday, I'm going to go Michael Thomas of the Saints. Uh, hopefully I can win without that. But we'll see. All right, so let's go over teams really quick again. You have Deshaun Watson, Jordan Howard, Antonio Brown, and the Gronk. Dan has... Drew Brees, Le'Veon Bell, Mike Evans, and Delaney Walker. And I have Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, Michael Thomas, Jimmy Graham. I'm going to wish you luck, and I'm going to let you go and finish drinking, and uh, I'm going to go and finish up the must-stars and don't-bothers, okay? Thanks a lot, Dave. I really appreciate it. Good luck to you guys. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you again. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. I don't know. If, if he was just joking with the whole Jordan Howard thing or if if he really thinks that. I know. He, okay, here's the thing. He's a big bear fan, everyone. Uh, he loves the Bears. Thinks the Bears are uh, this amazing team. I don't know which Bears team he's watching. But uh, he is one of the listeners who did make a rainbow bet with me uh, saying that Jordan Howard would be a top 10 fantasy running back this year. So... Uh, you can check that out. Right now, he's he's winning that bet, but there are still plenty of games left to go in the season. So, um, like I told him, I didn't want to keep him from his drinking party. He's apparently having some fun there in Washington, D.C. I'm going to go over the rest of the must-starts and don't bothers. And as always, we start with quarterbacks. My guy that I picked for the Beat the Hoofs, Matt Ryan, my start of the week against New England. Granted, he didn't do well in Super Bowl 51 against the Patriots, but this isn't Super Bowl 51 anymore. And the Patriots' defense, regardless of what they did last week, they're still horrible. The Pats' defense has given up 300-plus passing yards to all six quarterbacks they have faced this year. And no team has allowed more touchdowns to fantasy points to quarter or fantasy points to quarterbacks than the Patriots. Matt Ryan, your start of the week in fantasy football. Yes, it's an obvious pick, but this is how obvious of a pick this is and, and how big of a must-start this is. Matt Ryan is going to light it up this weekend. My other must-start, Marcus Mariota against Cleveland. Cleveland has given up the most touchdown passes and second-most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. They are just ahead of New England at the bottom. That's Again, that's how bad New England is that they are below Cleveland.
Cleveland as far as touchdown passes and fantasy points given up to quarterbacks this season. I also like Tyrod Taylor against Tampa, and I also like Jared Goff against the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to lose. They're playing in London this weekend. I think they're going to lose, and I think um, the Rams are going to school them. As far as don't bothers for me this week, Phillip Rivers against Denver. The Broncos, and I say this every week, the Broncos probably the best defense in the NFL. They're allowing just 14 points on average to quarterbacks, and Rivers has finished with fewer than 14 points in all but three starts at home against the Broncos. Keep Phillip Rivers on your bench if you have, if you have anything else on your roster as far as quarterbacks go. Also, Andy Dalton versus Pittsburgh. The Steeler defense has given up only four touchdown passes and under 10 points per game to quarterbacks this year. I also would like you to keep on your bench this week, Jacoby Brissett against the Jaguars. And Andy Dalton isn't only getting the hatred here against Pittsburgh. I also want, want you to keep Ben Roethlisberger on your bench if you can against the Bengals. Ben Roethlisberger has gotten really old, really fast, and it's not looking good. He may not have... Um, Martavis Bryant, I think, you know, there's all this talk about Martavis Bryant wanting to be traded, the team saying that that's not true. And then I, I thought I heard something about Martavis Bryant possibly being a little banged up. So who knows what's going to happen. And it's just it's just a mess in Pittsburgh right now. Um, running back must start. Todd Gurley, another guy I picked for beat the host. Todd Gurley against the Cardinals. Like I said, Cardinals are going to lose in London this weekend. And Todd Gurley is going to be one of the main reasons. And it's not going to be by running the ball. It's going to be by passing. The Rams are going to pass the ball around London this weekend. And Gurley is going to be the one of the main receivers of those passes. And it's going to be out of the backfield. Get him in your lineup for the added bonus of big receiving yards on top of his usual rushing numbers. I also like Carlos Hyde against Dallas. Here's another. I don't have it as one of my bets this week. But if you want to take a little flyer and get some good payoff this week, um, I would be willing to bet that the San Francisco 49ers win the game against Dallas outright. Dallas is a mess. There's there's talk that, that Ezekiel Elliott, even though he can play this weekend because of the whole BS with the, with the judges and the uh, suspension, that he may not play this week. And... Um, you add to that to the fact that the Dallas defense just isn't really that amazing, and you could be in a position where San Francisco wins this game outright. Um, but Carlos Hyde against Dallas, uh, I'm going to get right to one of get this right one of these weeks with Carlos Hyde. He's coming off a two touchdown performance last week against Washington, and it's true you can't be chasing past performances in fantasy football. However, the Cowboys defense, as I said, they're not good. They have given up 13 plus PPR points to at least one running back that they have faced in every one of their games this season so far. I also like Adrian Peterson against the Rams, and I like C.J. Anderson against the Chargers. Don't bothers for me on the running back side. Orleans Darqua versus Seattle. Remember th- my thing about chasing last week's performance that I brought up against, you know, uh, with Carlos Hyde? You may want to th- be thinking about that with Darqua after watching him last week, but but don't be fooled. The Seahawks have only allowed three rushing touchdowns and an average of 20 PPR points to running backs. That is the fourth fewest in the NFL. Seahawks defense against the run, the one thing they're actually doing right. Um, 
I also don't like Matt Forte against Miami. Forte last week saw 58% of the Jets' snaps, and his 16 points was his best of the season. The Dolphins, however, have only allowed one back to score more than 10 PPR points in their last four games. Also sit this week, Isaiah Crowell against Tennessee and Frank Gore against Jacksonville. And finally, wide receivers. My big must-start for this week, Pierre Garçon against Dallas. Garçon has scored 10-plus fantasy points four times this season uh, so far, and that includes three times in the last four games. This should continue against, again, a terrible Cowboy defense that has given up four touchdowns and the second-most PPR points to receivers while on the road. Also, Richard Matthews against Cleveland. Five different players at the receiver position have scored 13-plus PPR points against the Browns' pass defense. While Matthews has begun to come to life behind the golden arm of Marcus Mariota, Richard Matthews, get him in your lineup. I also like Adam Thielen against the Ravens and Taylor Gabriel against the Patriots. Don't bother us. These are the guys you want to keep on your bench this week. Deshaun Jackson, a guy you might think you might want to have in your lineup, but not this week against Tampa Bay. A.J. Green, the only player at the receiver position to score more than nine points against the Bills' pass defense this year. The Bills' defense is sneaky good, and you might uh, want to rethink your whole Deshaun Jackson. If he's in your lineup, look at what else you have on your team, and you might want to take him out. Alshon Jeffrey, my other guy, against Washington. Washington is allowing, like I said, the fewest fantasy points to opposing number one receivers this year at just eight PPR points per game. Also keep on your bench T.Y. Hilton against Jacksonville and Jeremy Macklin against Minnesota. That's it for your must-starts and don't bother everybody. Um, I'm going to put some of this information to to good use, and I'm going to try and win some money. Um, got a cruise coming up in December, and I need some spending cash. So we're going to go in a casino. I have Dan's picks, and I have my picks, and we'll let you know all about those in the sports investing segment. Ace Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. I gotta warn you, Clark. They don't play the same games here as they do at them regular casinos. Welcome to the gambling segment. This is the sports investing segment of the week. Your chance to take our picks if you wish. Make some cash with your either your your man, or if you're in Vegas, or if you're someplace where they allow betting on football games, you have an online account somewhere, who knows? I don't know how those work, but, you know, if you got one of those, you might want to take these picks and make some money. Um, again, you can check them all out on the website, myCFFL.com, the sports investing link. Uh, all our picks for this year are up there. Last week, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not afraid to admit this. It was not a good week. Um, everything that could go wrong with the NFL games did. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers problem was a major problem with some of my picks, but uh, at least two of them. Uh, but it was not a good week. So I'm going to go over the picks. Like I said, I have Dan's picks. He sent those to me last night. So we will start with the NFL. Uh, my first game, and in fact... My first game, Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. Right now, Pittsburgh a minus five favorite, and I am taking Pittsburgh. 
The Bengals enter this game with a 2-7-1 straight-up record in their last 10 games coming off a win and a 1-6-1 against the spread record in their last eight games against Pittsburgh. The Steelers are 4-0 straight up against the Bengals in their last four games. All this tells me Pittsburgh's going to win this. Take Pittsburgh, give up the five points. You should be pretty good. And the Bengals, over 41 points. So you got Pittsburgh minus five, and you got Pittsburgh versus the Bengals over 41. Dan's first pick, he's going Carolina minus three points versus Chicago. He didn't send me any any reasoning on this. He just sent his picks. Carolina minus three against Chicago. My next pick, Denver versus the L.A. Chargers. Right now, Denver is somehow a plus one underdog. I don't know. I don't understand how the Broncos are an underdog, even though, I mean, this is technically a home game for the Chargers, if you can call playing in front of 14 fans a home game. But um, Denver is the underdog, and I will take that that, that one point every day. Uh, Denver's 5-1 straight up and against the spread in their last six road games against the Chargers. Take the Broncos, take the point, be happy, you're going to make some money. Uh, Dan's next pick, he has uh, Baltimore plus five and a half versus Minnesota. Um, I believe I actually have that game also, but I'm on I'm on the other side. Minnesota, I have minus five and a half against Baltimore. I think the Vikings are looking like one of the best defenses in the NFL right now, and the Ravens are simply no match for that offensively. I see the Ravens having a difficult time even scoring in this game. I am taking Minnesota Vikings, giving up the five and a half points, and I'm also going Minnesota versus Baltimore under the 40. I would love to hear Dan's reasoning for taking Baltimore plus the five and a half, but you know he's still crying about Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> that, that's where we're at. Um, next game on my list, I have the LA Rams versus Arizona, and I mentioned this in the must-starts and don't-bothers. L.A. Rams minus 3.5. This is the London game. Um, it's going to be a passing exhibition for the Rams. Look for the Rams to exploit the Cardinals' defense that has given up big plays this year. Uh, also, uh, as I mentioned, must-starts. I like Todd Gurley to be a featured pass catcher out of the backfield. Take the L.A. Rams. Give up the 3.5 points. And, of course, Dan's going Arizona plus the 3.5. So we're good. we're on both sides of this one, and one of us is going to win. So uh, I like the Rams minus three and a half. Dan's liking the Cardinals plus the three and a half. Next game for me: Green Bay versus New Orleans. This is another game that uh, Dan has, um, and we're on both sides of this one again. This is my upset special of the week. I'm taking Green Bay and the five points. New Orleans has three straight wins, and everybody has simply given up on the Packers. But not me. The Packers still have a ton of offensive weapons, and it isn't like Brett Hundley just walked in off the field or off the street. I'm not saying he's the second coming of the best quarterback in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, but he does know the offense in Green Bay and has had a full week of reps with the first-team offense. He's a legitimate young talent that the Packers were getting trade offers for during the offseason. Now, remember, 
when Brett Hundley was drafted three years ago, he was supposed to be a second or third round pick. The Packers moved up in the draft to take him in the fifth round. This isn't a guy who's some spaghetti noodle arm that uh, doesn't know how to play the game. Brett Hundley is a man. He is going to lead the Packers to the playoffs. Here's some more things you can take to the bank. Packers will make the playoffs. The Packers will... I don't know if I'm going to go and say Aaron Rodgers will be back, but Packers will make the playoffs. Five-point underdog at home is just too much against the horrible New Orleans defense. Give me the Packers and the five points. I'll be a giddy little schoolgirl. Um, Dan, like I said, he's got he's got the New Orleans Saints minus five, and he's also taking the under of 47 and a half points. My next game, I'm going the New York Giants versus the Seattle Seahawks. This is another one. Dan and I are on both sides. Right now, the New York Giants, a plus five and a half point underdog against the Seahawks. And I'm going to take the New York Giants and the five and a half points. Dan's taking Seattle. I'm going to take the Giants. I see the Seahawks struggling coming off their bye week, you know, with traveling to the East Coast for this game. I see the Seahawks winning the game. I'm not saying the Giants are going to beat them all right. I'm saying the Seahawks are going to win the game, but they're not going to be covering the spread. Take the Giants into points here. Your chance uh, to make some good cash. New York Giants plus five and a half against Seattle. Like I said, Dan, he's taking Seattle minus the five and a half. Uh, that's it for for the um, uh, what do you call it? The, the pro picks. It's time now for the college picks. And go figure, I didn't print off my college picks. You're going to have to go online and check those out. My college picks are there. Here's Dan's. Oklahoma State minus 7 versus Texas. Uh, I have that same pick. Michigan State minus 7 versus Indiana. I have that pick also. LSU minus 7 versus Mississippi. I also have that pick. Uh, Three picks that Dan has that I do not. He has Miami minus 17 against Syracuse. He's taking Maryland and the points 24 and a half against Wisconsin and he's finally he's taking UCLA minus six and a half versus Oregon I have three other games up on the, on the site mycffl.com for college picks I'll check them all like I said I forgot to print off my college picks here um, that's it for sports investing segment this week everybody remember it's only gambling if you don't know what you're doing and don't bet anymore and you can afford to lose uh, it's time this is going to be a little tough there aren't going to be any guessing of body measurements, but I'm going to go into the club. I'm going to have a drink, and we'll tell you about our fantasy girl of the week, and Dan can only wish you was here. Here we go. That's right. It's time once again. The Fantasy Girl of the Week. Check her out on the website, mycffl.com, under the Fantasy Girl tab. This week's Fantasy Girl, Nathalie Darkus. Nathalie Darkus is a fashion model born to an American father and a French mother. 
She spent most of her time growing up in Melbourne, Australia, since the age of 10. After high school, she moved to Sydney to pursue modeling. When it comes to staying fit, Nathalie is different. She doesn't use gyms, but instead sees a trainer in the park. She enjoys being outdoors and finds it more motivating than working out inside. She also loves yoga and Pilates. I have no idea which any of those are, but yoga and Pilates. Is that the downward dog thing, yoga? Downward dog and the tree and whatever those things are. Pilates, no idea what that is. Her personal style, she says, is all about comfort. A comfortable shirt and jeans is a must for Natalie. She loves shopping at vintage stores and thrift shops. The five foot seven inch blonde haired, blue eyed Australian hottie with a smile that can stop traffic wears a size eight dress, and her measurements are thirty four B, twenty five, thirty five. Nathalie Darkus, your fantasy girl of the week for this week. And that's it, everybody. Another week of fantasy football and NFL news and notes for you. Week seven coming up this weekend. Wish you luck. Hope you do well. Hope you win. Hope your quarterback stays off the injury report. And uh, until next week, when we do it all again, be good. <laughs>